Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you that you honor your word above your name. Your name is so powerful, but you honor your word. You keep your word. You're the God of the, the, who keeps his promises. And Father, today we just, as Pastor Kelsey was praying for us and prophesying, that our hearts are open to you already, God. And Father, we just thank you for trusting us with good seed. Thank you that you, you declare over us that we are good ground. We receive your prophetic word, God, that, that we're good ground. Yeah. Father, we thank you that as uh, you, have, you have put the seed of your word today, today's word in, in my heart and in my mind, Father, I ask you today that my, my tongue would be uh, the pen of a skilled writer today, God. That I would write upon the hearts of people today, God, in, a, in such a skilled way that it would be imprinted on our hearts forever, God. This word would be good seed on good ground and we will bear a harvest that is a hundredfold, God. We thank you that this church is just changing the world. Every single person, even the children in this church are changing the world, God. And we thank you for the privilege that we have to do what you've called us to do. And we thank you that today's word will change the nations. The atmosphere over the world is changing in this very moment, God. Thank you for trusting us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So we've been on a, on a series of <clears throat> the new creation and uh, over, over the last couple of weeks, and I truly believe that God has uh, positioned us very strategically in, uh, the, uh, in our cities and our, and our nations. You were born for such a time as this. And God has strategically placed you. He could have placed you in the dark ages to be a light there, but he placed you now. You're sitting in the AC. Because God chose you to sit in this room today. You're not here by coincidence. God is strategic. I truly believe that, that this is the perfect time for us to be alive. And for us to have life. Because the renewed, um, the renewed purpose from God... For us as a body of Christ, we, we have a renewed purpose. We're not like normal Christians, you know. <laughs> we, we receive a, a, the new creation word. We're a new creation, right? And, and so I truly believe that our purpose in life from God is, is renewed from being a good Christian um, that is living a good Christian life, that is coming to a good church on a weekly basis, makes good choices, and is waiting to go to heaven. You know, because that's normally what people are, are like. But for us as a new creation, God has strategically placed us for such a time as this because he is calling us, our renewed purpose is to actually ascend from the limitations of this life He wants us to ascend from, the, from everything that limits us in this life to be transformed from humanity to divinity. 
And we need to be okay with that. We need to be okay that God is, is transforming us into his image and likeness. If you believe that God is divine, then you should believe that God is transforming you into being divine. If you can carry the spirit of God in you, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is giving life to your mortal bodies. He's transforming you from humanity that is limited to divinity that is unlimited. We see that, we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, therefore, if any man is In Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and behold, the new has come. And in Christ, in Christ is a a ascended position due to a transformed mind. In Christ is an ascended position. But I truly believe that, that any man who is in Christ, is Christ has ascended. He has taken him to a a, a higher reality where your position is in Christ in heavenly places. See, we we truly believe most of us love baptism and we love the revelation of baptism, but we we choose not to live it. We we, we, We died with him, we were buried with him, and we rose again. Some of us think we rose up from our bed. But no, we rose up from the grave. (laughs) Are you with me? We rose in Christ. We rose with Christ to be seated in Christ in heavenly places. Where is Christ seated today? So which means Christ is ascended. So if Christ is ascended, where are you? So your reality is to be an ascended son of God. Thank you, Jesus. Which means that the limitations of this life cannot limit us anymore. Shouldn't limit us anymore. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. That word new creation is is an ascended reality. You've got to come into this place where you understand that your life is not the same as it was. You've been, God has caught you up. The rapture has already taken place. If you're waiting to be raptured, he has already raptured you. He's caught you in good glory. Our ascended reality is that we are a new creation. The old has gone. And the new has come. This is our transformed actuality. Our ascended reality is that we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. And our transformed actuality is that we are a new creation. The old is gone and behold the new has. Which means it already. It is. Are you here? Are you sure? (laughs) Are you new? Maybe your wives and your husbands can testify. Whether she woke up or he woke up next to the old man. Huh? Are are you a new man? You sure? 
If our, if our consciousness is the ascended reality, then transformation becomes our actuality. We live the transformed life. Paul says, do not consider any man according to the flesh. Not even Jesus Christ. Do not consider any man according to the flesh. And the reason why we cannot consider man, any man according to the flesh is because in an ascended state, being a transformed being, a transformed creation, I cannot look at somebody else according to the old man. Because if I look at you as the old man, then I will treat you as the old man. You must understand that the new creation has the power to change lives. If I can look at you as the old man, then I will treat you as the old man and you will remain as the old man. You understand? That's why Paul is saying, do not consider, don't even consider it. That the people who are sitting around you, they're old men. Your boss at work who is not saved, do not consider him according to the old man. Oh, come on. Right? That, that person that owes you money, do not consider them according to the old man. Because if you want your breakthrough, only the new man can give you the breakthrough. Do you understand? The new creation, if you start looking at people according to their new creation, the way Christ has created them, the way God the Father has created them, now you are calling the greatness out of them. You're not condemning them, but you're calling the greatness out of them. So when you speak a word, trust me, they will be formed. It will become the reality that they live in. And their reality, if it is an ascended state, if you can start speaking ascension, there, there will be transformation in every aspect of your life. The old is gone and the new has come. That's why we can confidently say, I am. A new creation. Not I was, not I will be, I The old man is gone. So you'll understand today that a new creation has to watch what he says. Watch it. Because if you don't see it in your mind, you'll never watch it happening outside of you. If you don't see what you're saying in your mind, you won't see it manifesting outside of you. So if I saw a job hanging around him, I saw him working, I just said it, he believed it, and it manifested. Please, the issue here is that God is not stopping any promises from you. God is not stopping any prophetic words from you. He has given you all the promises that you need. It's like... Every word in this book is a promise that God has already given you. So which means the issue is not with God. The manifestation, God has already released the blessing over your life 2,000 years ago. The issue is not God. The issue is here. The issue is not with God. The issue is with the mind. And so Paul says, transformation comes by the... But truly, do we really believe that we're a new creation? Do you wake up in the morning creating? Because if you are a new creation and you are not creating, 
you're not fulfilling the likeness of God in your life. So today, um, the title of my message is The Purpose of Our Ascended Reality. Uh, Open your Bibles to John chapter 1. Let us start in the beginning today. This is my favorite, favorite. I mean, I preached uh, on John 1 and Genesis 1, I think, for the last four years. And I'm still not yet done with it. It's my favorite two chapters in the, in the Bible. Are you in John chapter 1? We're going to dissect this line by line. Okay? I'll read it and then we'll get back to it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it or overcome it. So John chapter 1, verse 1, and the first three lines says, in the beginning. Every new creation has a beginning. You must understand this. The new creation has a beginning. Say beginning. That's why we must be born again. That word born again means the beginning. It means that you have come from above and now you have a new beginning. So a new creation is formed by the word of God. So your beginning began with the with the word of God. I'm going to I'm going to Assume that you are very smart today. I'm not going to pause and explain myself over and over again. You will get it. Okay? So in the beginning was your beginning. Your beginning began with the word of God. So if we are made in the image and likeness of God, then we have to create beginnings with the... We're too comfortable living in the past... Because the past has already been created. In the beginning, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 that the earth was null and void. And now you'll start getting revelation. Okay? As I'm speaking, like scrolls will start falling into this room. Okay? And you will get it. You will get it today. So in the beginning, when Genesis opens up, it says the earth was null and void. Which means there was nothing, and the Bible says that darkness had covered the earth. And God said, let there be light. So which means God did not create out of darkness, he created out of light. Please listen to me very carefully. God, when God spoke, he did not say, let there be mountains and valleys and birds and animals into the darkness. He says, let there be light. So when it says in John chapter 1, that through him, through the word, all things were made that was made, it means that God did not want to create man or do all of creation out of darkness and null and void. He caused everything to change. He said, let there be light. And in light, he created you. In light, he created all of creation. Are you, are you with me? Are you with me? 
So we, we see that our, our future, in order for you to be like God, you've got to first release light. When we choose to live in our past, even in our mind, when we choose to live in our past, we can't create the future because the past is dark. The past is null and void. Sam, your past is null and void. So if we, we've been trying to create, I'm trying to get better, pastor. I'm trying to give up my alcohol. I'm trying to give up. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that so that I can be a good Christian. I want to tell you, you're trying to create from null and void. And that's not the nature of God. God's nature to create is that he creates out of light. So he, he wants everything to be filled with himself. So the word of God, he spoke the word. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And then from that moment, he started creating. So if you're creative in this church, in any aspect, whether musician, whether fashion designer, artist, whatever it is. I mean, look at, look at the artist, for example, today. I mean, she cannot paint without light. We cannot have a service without light. Light is the most important factor in our lives today. But every time you try to create a better past, you're trying to take darkness and you're speaking the word of God into it. You're speaking promises. Let me, let me, let me talk about it in a more natural way. When you have problems, <laughs> you, you are trying to, to, to speak promises into problems and you're trying to create a new future. Come on. But if I have to create a new future for my life, then I've got to release light. When I release light, when I speak light, what is light? It's the word. When I speak the word of God, when I release Jesus into the atmosphere, when I speak his word, not just his promises to me, but I'm speaking his word. When I speak his word, now his word releases light. And when it releases light, now I can create a better future for my life. You must understand that we, all of us, are a culmination of words. We're a culmination of words. I mean, people have spoken to us and about us from the time we were born. You, we, our parents, culture, society, the law of the land, all of it has given us words that make us who we are. But my question for you is, before you received the word, were you in the light? Hello. Before you came into this room, were you in the light? Because if you are in the light, then he is in the light. That's when we can fellowship with one another. We come here with problems. My pastor, please pray for me. I need a new job. I want to tell you, you're still in the darkness. Because your new job is directing you to church. Your new, your job, your old job, or your need for a job, or need for health in your body is directing you to God. Go, go pray, pray, pray. Pray, ask God, ask God. Naturally, we don't have a relationship with God. That we, we go to him only because we need something. God, you are the light. We, we quote these scriptures to him. You are the light. 
Jesus, you cast out the darkness. And he's looking at you going, why don't you release the light? Huh? You must understand, we're, we're a culmination of words. Your words create the world that you live in. Your words that you speak, it creates the world that you live in. But that world exists in your mind. If you don't renew your mind, then you will manifest a world that is darkness. See, God's nature is that he does not take something old and recreate it into something new. He's done many wipe-offs. Noah and the ark. Wipe-off. I'll start again. Because I'm not going to take those guys because that's a, that's a bad seed. You must understand that, that God has done it before. He has literally wiped off the, the problems. He thought that man was the problem. Man's not the problem. So when Jesus came, he said, okay, I know what the problem is. It's not man. It's an unrenewed mind. So let me deal with the unrenewed mind by sending my son so that he could overcome as them. So that when they believe him, that, that as he is, so shall they be. So that now, as you renew your mind, you are transformed into the image and likeness of Christ. Now you step into a co-creating responsibility with God. If you are creative, this would be like, wow, this is the message of my life. But I, I want to tell you something. The world that you live in today has been created because of your words. Every problem that exists around you is because of your unrenewed mind. Unrenewed mind and untamed tongue. If you can only tame your tongue. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, Give me power. <laughs> if you can only tame your tongue. Because your tongue obeys your mind. So if your mind is unrenewed, your tongue will just paint your world black. But if your mind is renewed by the word of God, now your world is full of light. And when your world is full of light, now you can create as he creates. How did he create? Let there be light. He said, let there be mountains. Let there be valleys. Let there be birds. Let there be fish in the sea. And let them have dominion. Hello. You must understand. When we come into a place where we understand that I can create light by the spoken word. By releasing Jesus. By my words. We talk rubbish most of the time. Let me tell you something. Christians think more highly of themselves than the word of God. When God honors his word above his name. Christians honor their gifts more than the body of Christ. The place where light exists, they honor themselves. There's darkness trying to produce creativity. It never happens. Because it never produces life again. God has given us the ability to reproduce life. Do you understand? Very good. Everything that was made was made through him. And without him, nothing was made. In him was life. And this life was the light of men. It's so amazing. You must understand. In the word was life. 
And this life was the light. So three elements there. The word, life, light. The word, life, light. In the word was life. And this life is the light of men. Which means life is the divine illumination of light. Every time you receive the word of God, you first receive life. When you receive life, you receive illumination. Do you understand? Every time God speaks, he creates. How many words has God spoken to you so far? How many prophetic words have you received so far? Think of the promises that you've received. My God, since I was five years old, pastor, I've received prophetic words that would be awesome. How come you're not awesome? Was God lying or were you unbelieving? <laughs> wow! I'm going to be, uh, you know, doctor, engineer, <sighs> engineer. And God's word was full-time ministry. And you're a horrible engineer, even worse doctor. And you're trying to strive. That's another one, businessman. Businesswoman, God has called me for business when he's called you to do something else. He's called you for business in the future, but for now, just serve another man's vision. Right? Be faithful with another man's vision till he can give you your vision. Do you understand? And we think that, oh, because I, I, I want to become. I will give God glory if I become. Let me tell you something. God, God's existence doesn't need your glory. He is in glory by himself. God, God and God, they give each other glory. That's more than enough. But you, you must understand that when God speaks a word, it happens. He creates by speaking. We create first by believing. We create first by believing. So which means, as God speaks, I first become what he says. And as I become what he says, now I can manifest and create a world around me according to what God said. Life is the divine expression of the word. Man. There's a new creation reality that we must live in. But, but the point to what I'm saying is we spend a majority of our time talking rubbish rather than creating worlds. So you create, you decide what kind of a life you want to live. Whether you can, you can use the past experiences to create your future or you can use your future experiences to create your future. See, you must understand that David saw what worship was going to be like in the presence of God thousands of years ahead. And he brought it into his time. That's what I'm trying to say. You can see your future and speak it. And as you speak it, the world will be formed around you. Do you understand? It took God seven days for all of creation. You can create a new world in seven days. Please, please listen to me. 
please listen to what I'm saying. If you're made, if you truly believe that you are made in the image and likeness, you're a new creation. In fact, you're a better version than Adam. Do you understand? Better version than Adam. You're not trying to be like Adam. You're better than him. If, if Adam can create, he said, this is lion. And everything about the lion is formed. What are you doing? Pastor, please pray for me. My boss is nagging me. Pastor, nagging, he's nagging, nagging. Go back to work, he's still nagging. <laughs> Pastor, my, my, my wife is nagging me. No, he's still nagging. Stop, stop it. Touch your neighbor and say, stop it. <laughs> Just stop, stop. You have to see your wife as a new creation. You have to see your husband as a new creation. Some of the wives in this room are, Pastor, please pray for my husband. He doesn't come to church. You must, you, let me tell you something. Keep an empty chair. And by faith, just say, Pastor, my husband is coming to church. My wife is coming to church. My kids are going to be saved. My husband is going to be saved. My boss is going to be saved. Money is going to show up in my account. You create the world that you live in. You must understand that what transforms us from humanity into divinity is the word of God. The word of God. When we believe in the word, ladies and gentlemen, when we believe in the word of God, firstly, you start living. Do you understand? You start living. Yeah, your personal life. You start actually living. You choose, oh wow, God gave me a promise. Now at least I can live. And secondly, is you, you live an illuminated life. Words have the power to separate people. I'll give you an example. Millennials. Right? Who told you you were a millennial? Who told you you were Generation X and baby boomers and all that kind of rubbish? Who decided that you're a millennial? And they started defining millennials. Oh, they're so different. There's a, there's a generation, there's a 500-year generation gap between millennials and whatever, Generation X. There's a communication gap. This is the biggest shift in communication. It's all rubbish. Ask the millions, do you understand English? Yeah, you understand English. Yeah, right? There's a lie that we've believed. There's a, there's a difference between generations. Wow, the generation's different, man. They're different. Weird. Do you understand? The, the problem is that we have, we've said, oh, yeah, yeah, Pastor, you know, my son's so different from everybody else. Can I, can I define something the Bible defines us as? You're an alien. And the first thing that would come to your mind is aliens. For in a movie, oh, pastor, I look much better than... No, you, you, it's your identity. You're not of this world. You are from above. That's what he's trying to say. And it's so amazing that the one who comes from above is above all. Which means if, if the dictionary or Wikipedia says that you're a millennial, you must take millennial and throw it out. That definition is rubbish. You're a new creation in Christ. The old is gone and behold, the new has come. Your definition is that you are a new creation in Christ. Amen. 
In him, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. It's very interesting. That the purpose for the light is to be in the darkness. Christians want to pray. Not go. The purpose for light. Light is attracted to darkness. Genesis chapter 1. The earth was null and void and darkness was over the deep. And God said let there be light. When was the last time you went into a club and said let there be light? You were actually dancing with the lights. When was the last time you went into a bar where people are drinking their sorrows away and said let there be light? Instead of getting into behavior change and telling them, brother, don't drink, sinning, drinking is sinning, which is not even a sin. Anyway, just it's a different subject altogether. I don't want to go down that road. Instead of, instead of condemning people, can we at least speak light? Can we at least release light into an atmosphere? Can we at least release life into, into a place that, that we term as darkness? How, did you know that God is not intimidated by the darkness? In fact, he's attracted to it. What are you attracted to? See, the problem is that Christians prefer being in church. Because it's all safe. But even in church, we kind of hide. Come a little late so that nobody asks us. Where have you been, man? Because you know, it's dark during worship. Come a little late. I'll sit at the back. And as soon as worship is, the meeting is over, let's run. Why? It's because don't want to be accountable, right? Because when you come into a community where everybody's illuminated, right? We're, we're illuminated. We're, we're all manifesting light. Which means if I'm manifesting light, then all your junk. Hello. No condemnation. But brother, without even you telling me, I can see your junk in your trunk. I don't have to open the, the, the trunk. I can see it. Do you understand? And, and so we say, oh, I'm getting a vibe from this person. And, and you being a person in the light, you're, you're vibing with his vibe or her vibe. And both of you are starting to vibe together. And now from the light, you become dark. It's called gossip. It's, it's this, can I, uh, can I, uh, let's pray together. What, what are we praying for? Hey, you know that brother. And so now, instead of praying for one another, you're spraying one another with lies. Right? You're spraying one another. You know, have you, have you ever gone to see a farmer? What does he do? He just come into the church and be like, take lies. Take gossip. Take brother, take, take. And we wonder why people don't like us. We wonder why a, a sinner, a person who lives in the dark, comes into the light, instead of feeling convicted of their sin, is actually looking at Christians and judging them. Because we, we profess to be in the light, but actually our mindset is in the darkness. And so because we are called Christians, Christians, we're meant to be in the light where nothing is hidden. 
And people come and look at your worldly behavior and they say, there's nothing, there's no difference between the church and that. You must understand, when you are in the light, everything is exposed. And the Bible says that those who have evil intentions prefer being in the darkness. Because all their stuff, their agendas are in the darkness. Because when you shed light on them, hello. Let me tell you something, before we even change the world, let's change the church. This is our responsibility. The reason why we are here today is so that we can change our lives. I'm trying not to say something. Do you know that as children of God, God did not allow his son to pay the price for you and me so that you can just become an influencer. He paid the price so that you can become a transformer. We're not an influencers. We're transformers. Because transformers understand that they're so full of light that everywhere you go, the light goes. I, I'm, I'm really done with, with people that think I'm going to call the presence of God into a room. No, that's just, that's, that's not right. But I have the word in me. And as, I, as we step into any environment, ladies and gentlemen, the light, the natural tendency of light is to overcome darkness. Do you understand? The natural tendency for you to overcome the issues in your office is to just release light. You just allow the word of God. Your responsibility is to take the word so that the word can now give you life and now life can now illuminate everything that is in the office. How many of you are having issues with people backbiting you in the office who are scheming against you in the office? The only way you can expose it is by being the light. Not going to your boss and saying, oh boss, you know, this person is saying this about me and this person is scheming against me and that person is doing this and that. You just, you just release light into the room. Listen, you cannot bring transformation in the world if you are not transformed. So God really gives us the recipe and he says, you change first. Then everything else will change around you. You change first. Then everything else around you will change. You don't have to force the change. You change first. Then everything will change around you. You want an increase in your salary? Have an increase in your mind. When you have an increase in your mind, you will manifest the light of an increase in your boss's eyes. Your boss will begin to see you in a new light. Hello? When he sees you in a new light, now he will reveal his plans for your future. Come on now. <laughs> so, we'd love for you to go to uh, Matthew chapter 5, please. Matthew chapter 5. This is a, it's a very common... 
um, passage that many people have preached, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal it in its context today and it will open your eyes. Verse 13. <clears throat> are you there? It says, you are the salt of the earth. He's not saying God is. He's saying you are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown down and trampled underfoot by men. If you, you are, not if you, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Verse 16, let your light, <laughs> say it, your light, so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We're going we're gonna to dig into this a little bit. Okay? The context of this little passage, salt and light, that Jesus is talking about is the message that Jesus is preaching on about the Beatitudes on the mount. Okay, he goes up a mountain and the multitudes follow him. And the Bible says that he opened his mouth and he taught them. You must understand, Jesus is the word made flesh. If he opens his mouth, he is defining who they are. He's not saying that you shall become. He's saying you are. You are salt. Not trying to be salty like the millennials are saying. You are salt. You are light. But the context of, of this is the Beatitudes. Jesus is talking about is being blessed. It's strange but it's in the Bible. The context of being salt and light is this from verse 3 all the way to verse 11. I'm just going to read it for time's sake very quickly. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who persecuted for righteousness sake. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Great is your reward in heaven. The context of the beatitude, the context of salt and light is being blessed. He's not saying, Jesus is not saying, if you are merciful, you are blessed. <laughs> He's not saying, if you mourn, you are blessed. No. He... <laughs> He's not saying, if you are meek, you are blessed. He's saying, blessed are the meek. So what he's trying to say is that your natural state of the new creation is blessed. It doesn't matter whether you're mourning. It doesn't matter whether you're meek. It doesn't matter whether you're humble, persecuted. It doesn't matter what the situation is. You are primarily blessed. And so it's in this context that Jesus is saying, you are salt. But see, the, the beauty about Jesus in, in what he's saying is, is that we've understood salt to be a preservative. And if he says, you are the salt of the earth, it means that I am here to preserve the earth. Yeah. 
No, no, don't clap, don't clap, don't clap, don't clap. Just wait for me. If he is saying that you are here to preserve the earth, then you are preserving the old. If you read the book of Revelation, it says there's going to be a new heaven. And a, stop preserving the old. Come on now. You are the salt of the earth. But you're not preserving the old. But the context of this salt flavor. What is your flavor, brother? What's your flavor? For a new creation. Are you ready for this? The flavor of a new creation is being blessed. The f- what gives you the blessing is your faith in God's word. So when I have faith in what, who God is, what God says, I trust, believe, and I act upon his word. Now I've stepped into flavor. Now the Lord says, you are the salt of the earth. Have you ever eaten meat without salt? Have you, okay, for those of you who don't like meat, vegetables without salt has no flavor. So salt has a tendency to change the trajectory of what you're eating. You are the salt of the earth. You're meant to change the trajectory of the earth. Which means if the earth is heading towards destruction, you are the salt of the earth. Which means you are not meant to preserve the old, but create the new. Come on, man. How do you create the new? By speaking the? I release the light and I create. Why? It's because God does not like to create into darkness. I need to see what I'm creating into. People come to me for prophetic words because of problems. And I give them prophetic words because I understand I'm light. And as I speak a word, I I expose the lie of the enemy. And by doing that, now I dominate the lie. Do you understand? We, we are, we're dominators. Have you read in the Bible? The Bible says that you're the head, not the tail. You're the first, not the last. You're the beginning, not the end. You're, you're like him, Alpha. We've, we've, been, we've been, humility has been hammered into the church. Yeah, and it's become false humility. That's right, yeah. In the heart, there's no humility. But, <laughs> Roll out the red, blue, green carpet. Yeah, bring him into our house. Bring, give everything, but the heart is deceitful. If the heart, if your mind is dark, ladies and gentlemen, everything that you're doing is in the darkness. You don't even know what you're creating. You don't even know where you're creating. You need a miracle in your office, but you're creating it in your house. And you're wondering, why am I having so many children? When your money should be multiplying in your business. Come on, on, revelation, 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 revelation. 
I'm so glad you're getting the revelation. <laughs> We're too busy creating in the dark. The most intimate moments with God is never in the darkness. You know why? Because he's not ashamed to look at you. So your most intimate moments should never be in the dark. Come on, man. I'm, I'm not ashamed of the word. I'm shedding light right now. Yeah. thinking you know we mustn't come into this place where the word preached is for somebody else I go to God and I say please change me <laughs> please I don't want to stand on stage too many lights you understand it's a, it's a place of transparency But you must understand that, that what we do as children of God were meant to be in the light. Because if you do it with the intention of creating, now you create a world that will intentionally benefit you. If you create a world in the light, please listen to me. If you create your world using God's word in the light, the world that you create will look at you as its creator because you are in the light. Amen. 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 How do you have dominion over all, over all of creation? Is staying in the light. We are, prefer being in the light on Friday. Saturday it becomes a little dim. By the first lunch hour on Sunday, <laughs> darkness has overcome. And Friday, you come back here for a resurrection. <laughs> you're laughing because you know exactly what you're doing. Salt and light. You know, you know what it means to be blessed? I have a definition for you. Are you ready for it? Yes. So the, the meaning of the word blessed in Greek is a person who is in an enviable position because of God's provisions that extend our lives. I will say it again. Thank you. A person who is in an enviable position because of God's provisions that extend our lives. Amen. It's good, man. I'm telling you. When you say, bless you, brother. Bless you, sister. What are you doing? You're, you're taking this person and putting them in an enviable position. 
an enviable position because of God's provisions that extend your life. Now look at me for just for a few minutes, okay? Listen to me very carefully because this is who you are. When God blesses a person, you must understand that the nature of God is that he is eternal. There is no end. So God does not put an expiry date on the blessing on your life. <coughs> Do you understand? Please think, think of it. There is no expiry date on the blessing. So if God says you're going to be rich, there is no end date. If God says you are going to be successful, there is no end date. Right? So now, because God has given you a promise, he's given you his word, he's released provision over your life. That provision is a problem. The problem is that your life is not as long as the provision. So we live for the next generation. Oh, brother, I want to steward my life in such a way that my sons will carry the inheritance of the blessing on my life. Problem is you're deciding when you're going to die. I knew you'd get it. Do you understand? When, when God blesses you and me, that blessing is for you. It's not for your sons. He has his own blessings. Your sons and your daughters should come to you and ask you, Daddy, please bless me. Mommy, please bless me. Why? It's because the blessing that's on your life is making you live longer. You understand? That's submission. (laughs) That's submission. I choose very carefully nowadays who to bless. Because if you're in the dark, I don't say bless you. But if you're in the light, I'll say bless you. Why? Because I know that the provision that comes will extend your life so that you now, being in the light, as you're being blessed, you will be a blessing. You understand? So being blessed is an enviable position. Man, people will envy you. They won't like you. They'll be jealous of you. And if you really love the applause of the world, you're actually fellowshipping with the darkness. You, you actually prefer their opinion about you than what God has blessed you with. God has blessed us. The Bible says that Ephesians, it says that God has blessed us. Say it, please say it. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So please don't ask for a blessing. Because God is already... You are blessed. (laughs) You are blessed. (laughs) You are so blessed. You are so blessed the enemy is so scared of you. Because he has to deal... With you for a very long time. <laughs> he, has to, he has to feel and, and be defeated for a very long time. <laughs> the biggest deception in the church is that Christians are weak. <laughs> no, no. Christians are not weak, not even strong. Christians are blessed. 
I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say it. Don't say amen. Say it. I'm blessed. <laughs> what are you saying? You're like, you're like agreeing with me. And like, yeah, yep, I'm, I can take it. But you're, you're here for you now. <laughs> oh, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm walking around talking, telling every, telling everything. I'm blessed, you speaker. I'm blessed, you frame box. I'm blessed, you pulpit. I'm blessed. 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 All of you will envy me. I'm blessed. 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 I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I am blessed on the top and I'm blessed underneath. I'm blessed everywhere I go. <laughs> I'm blessed 30,000 feet in the air. I'm blessed in my car. I'm blessed in a restaurant. I'm blessed in church. Hey, I'm blessed everywhere I go. A new creation is blessed. Some of us really need to do what Thanos does. Just snap the old guy off. Just snap it. Just snap it and let the old man go because a new creation is blessed. Blessed. So the whole purpose of, of having ascended reality and, a, and, a, and, a, and being a transformed individual, transformed new creation, is that as he has transformed me, as he has blessed me, now I can be a blessing to everything else around us. Romans chapter 8 says, verse 19 says, all of creation is longing. Hello. They're longing for the manifestation of the sons of God. What is he talking about? He's talking about the new creation. All of creation is longing for the new. If you want everything around you to be, re, to be created into something new, the old has to go. And you have to bring in the new. But in order for the old to come to you, you have to manifest light. You have to manifest light. Ladies and gentlemen, what we do here, what we do with the word of God is not just a joke. We're not just playing games in church. We're not just doing an event called church. We're tr being transformed in this very moment. You're being transformed. You're being changed. You're being shifted. You're being, your light, word of God is coming into you and it's bursting life. And when life is bursting on the inside of you, it begins to beam light. Just beam light. When you step out of these rooms, all of creation is looking. He's looking. Amen. He's looking. Does this guy really believe he's blessed? He's waiting. All of creation, ladies and gentlemen, all of creation. New businesses is a creation. Money is a creation. He's not talking about all of God's creation. He's talking about what things that we have created. No, 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 no. no. He's talking about all of creation. 
which means men have, and women with an unrenewed mind have created destruction and it's longing for manifestation of the sons of God. Sickness is longing for the manifestation of the sons of God. Not so that it can attack you, so that it can come and you can recreate it. You can create it into health. And money carries the frequency of sin. It carries the frequency of the intention of the person who owns it. And money will come to you hoping that you will transform it. Money is hoping that you will do what Jesus says. You will steward it. You will not take it and save it. You will spend it. Because the minute money comes to you, you can release the frequency of life and light. And now when you spend money into any business, you are sowing life and light into it. That is what changes the economy. The whole passage about salt and light is about renewed purpose. It's about renewed purpose. Jesus is saying, man, if you've lost your flavor, if you've, you've forgotten that you are the light, if your light is dim, it's because you have not fellowshiped with the word. You are not allowing the word of God to fill you and allow the word of God to shine its light out of you. You don't have to wake up in the morning and say, I am going to manifest. Right? Do you understand? You're not, you're not waking up and, and deciding. If you decide, it's not in grace. It's the works. Brother, I'm going to heal the sick. The word heals the sick. The word casts out demons. The word cleanses the lepers. Let me tell you something. Even if you have to give God permission to move out, you're still under the law. You must understand how powerful you are. <laughs> Brother, this is grace. Yes. Yes. Grace is God not having your permission yes. to change the world. Come on, man. If you decide to yourself, I'm going to heal the sick today. You're still under the law because you're not submitted to him. Have you seen the disciples? They just stumbled out of the upper room and 3,000 people got saved. What a message. It was a condemning message. You killed Jesus. And they all gave their life to, to Jesus. And they got baptized. 3,000 people. And we're trying to convince people that God is good. <laughs> Do you understand? The goodness of God does not need your permission to manifest out of you. The light of God does not need your permission to, to come out of you. He will manifest because you have decided to receive the word of God into your life. And Jesus says, abide in me. That's it. That's it. That's it. All you need to do is abide in the word. Allow the word to abide in you. And he says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, now my father and I will come and fellowship with you. My father will love you. Oh my goodness, it's completely different when God the father loves you. All of creation wants to touch you now because you are loved by God. You are loved by the father. And light, light, light. Stay in the light. 
Stay in the light. Manifest light. It's not you, you don't need permission. You don't need to give God permission. All you need to do is receive the word. Yeah. You're sitting in this room and some of you are like, ah, I don't, I'm up. let me tell you something. If you're, if, you, if you're trying to understand, you're still under the law. Do you understand? It means that you are trying to come out of darkness into light. When you, because you're a new creation, if you're trying to fight sleep, it means that you don't have a value for the word. You're trying, if you're hungry in this moment, your body is submitting your mind. You should be feeling full. You're thinking of food and what your plans are later. Let me tell you something. If you are submitting to another word, you've not placed a priority on the word. When you place a priority on the word of God, now you are sitting in a, in a, in a position of dominance. You're sitting in a position of, ascended, of an ascended son. And he who is highest... Is above all. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come on, you got to get it. You got to get it. Please, this word it will save your life. Because tomorrow when you get out of, this, out of this place, you will face circumstances that will beg you to have dominance over it. And if you don't dominate tiredness, if you don't dominate boredom, if you don't dominate plans for later, in the presence of God, in the light, you will not create something new. And it will, it will, you, will, you will sit here and you will have a dominated week. Where you will be dominated by everything around you. Let me explain to you. A, a demon of, uh, a spirit of fear is fearful around you. Do you understand? A spirit of fear doesn't come to make you f- Afraid of it. It is naturally afraid. But. (laughs) Do you understand? But when it comes around you. Because you are so. You fellowshiped with fear all your life. It's attracted to people who like it. Who entertain it. Oh brother I'm shy. Yeah. Take. Take one more. You understand? That spirit is coming to you because it needs your body. If you don't dominate your body, another spirit will. Hello? If you don't dominate those thoughts in your mind, those thoughts will rule your life. People say, oh, pastor, are you saying that Christians can be demon-possessed? No. I'm not saying that. Let me explain. When Jesus got baptized, it said that the Spirit came upon him. You can be a Christian and have a demonic spirit because you are fellowshipping in the... It's called an oppressive spirit. Listen, how do you know that there are, there are, there are, there are things that are, <laughs> just listen to your words. 
Just listen to what comes out of your mind. Listen to your mind. And you see what the enemy has been putting in your mind. Oh, you're weak. Oh, no, no, no. You can't. You're good for nothing. Sometimes you don't need demon, demonic spirits for that. People can do it for you. But... <laughs> But li listen to the words that come out of your mouth. Listen to what the thoughts in your mind. Who are your board members? Hmm? Is it weakness? Is it failure? Is it depression? Huh? What else? Oh, pastor, no, no, I'm just having a... Now, now we, we have a different word for depression. I'm just having a heavy day. Yeah, this millennial word. Such rubbish. It's not that I, I don't like millennials. Please listen to me. I like new creation. I don't like division. I don't like racism. I don't like any class in, in the body of Christ. We're all one. We have no color. Do you understand? Let me push it a little bit further. A new creation has no age. So if you, if, you are, if you think, well, you know, I'm advanced in age, uh, then you're advanced in age only because somebody told you, happy birthday. <laughs> Come on, man. Just think about it. People remind you, you are 50 years old. Happy birthday. And then they walk away and you walk away depressed going, man, I have only like 20 years to live. What do I do with my life? And we say, oh, I'm having a midlife crisis. Brother, it's not even midlife. What is a midlife crisis? Who told you? I would love to know. Please show me in this book if there is anyone in this book that has suffered from a midlife crisis. Show me someone in this book that retired. Come on, man. must come into this place where everybody has equal opportunity. All of us are equal before God. You know why? Because we all stand for ourselves before God. A lot of the times people uh, talk about other people. <laughs> you don't understand God's listening to what you're saying. And we challenge the word in the church. <laughs> so the problem is when you're divided in your mind, you cause division. If you are one with Christ, you will honor the body. <coughs> if you're in the light, you don't have to worry about your flaws. Because the word is fixing it, not the church. Not the pastor, not the counseling team, not the, not the heads, no, no coaches. Nobody is fixing your problems, please. Please stop running to men. Stop running to people. Go to the word. You don't have money? Go to the word. You don't have health? Go to the word. Jesus is everything. He can do all things. The, the, the issue with us is that we don't, we find it so hard. It's hard work to believe, brother. Hard work to believe. 
It's hard to have faith because the definition of faith is so hard in Hebrews. <laughs> faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by this, the elders obtained a good report. What about me? <laughs> elders. The elders have obtained a good report. Let me tell you something. Those elders are waiting for you to fulfill the words that were spoken to their life. Do you understand? Stop hanging out in the darkness. Come into the light. Come into the light. Come into the light. Can I have uh, Emmanuel up? Because he just releases light. So good. <laughs> Jesus says, the light, you are the light. Don't look at him. Look. <laughs> huh? You're shining. Wow. The shining ones. You know, please, I'm going to say something now. Don't think that I'm, I'm saying condemning you, okay? Especially the young ones. You have to wake up from the lies that people have spoken over your life. What people have defined you as, millennial, teenage, all this is rubbish. Do you understand? The definition, the word that they gave you has caused you to become that. I set you free today. I want to encourage everybody to allow the word. I'm not ending my message. Don't get into that mode right now. Okay, stay, stay focused. I want to encourage everybody to create a value for the word of God. Young and old. Have a value for nice songs. Like I am a new creation. No more in condemnation. Not umbrella, Ella, Ella. And work, 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 work. That's just... Slavery. Do you understand? I have this, I have this uh, thing called Spotify. Uh, it's an app for music. And you, you put in all your favorite artists and it just plays all the music. And, and I found myself. I found myself. Skipping. After the first line. It's like, oh, I'm in such a bad mood today. <laughs> I'm not in a bad mood. You don't define my mood. Hello. You know what I'm doing? I'm fighting for the light. I'm fighting to stay in the light. I mean, let me tell you something. Songs, Facebook, social media, news. <laughs> I, God told me a secret how to end bad news. You know what I mean? You, you, you want to know how? Stop watching it. <laughs> Just stop. If you stop watching bad news on a news channel, right, the ratings will go down. If the ratings go down, no sponsors will sponsor the rubbish. And if you, if there is a news channel that gives you good news, which is very rare, but it, there, there could be one, maybe a Christian in this room, a new creation will start a news channel. 
called Good News. Good News TV. Come on now. Right? And it's only good news. And let's all subscribe to that TV channel. Not the TV channel. And so when there's more subscription to that channel, now people, sponsors will start sponsoring it. And good news will fill the earth. Now I'm not talking about churchy stuff. Okay? I'm talking about how there was darkness and now there's light. Testimonies. What Pastor Kelsey does here is, is news. You should sponsor that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but the, the reason why we're doing that, you must understand that we have to really cut off everything of the past that is making us dark. Jesus says, you are the light. You are that city on a hill. An individual is not a city. If you can say, well, pastor, I'm doing my best. Praise the Lord. Good for you. But a single person burning in the room is not good enough. When Jesus made that statement and he says, you are that city, he gave birth to the church. He didn't give birth to the church on the cross. He gave birth to the church when he said, you are that city. But your responsibility is not to be an influencer. You're meant to be on top of the hill. You're meant to be on top of that hill. You're meant to be first. Last is not your portion. First is your portion. You can, take a, you can take a single person in a room like this who believes God's word and is receiving the word and is, is shining this light and you bring him into, into a dark world and the light in the world will be dim. Because people from far are looking at this light that's over there. But where they are, is still dark. But if 400 people if 400 people in this room can allow the word of God to make them shine, to illuminate them, when we come together, ladies and gentlemen, it's the city of God. You are that city. Let me tell you something. Individualism died on the cross. The one man ministry died on that cross church this body we can call ourselves the church only if we have the word we can call ourselves the body of Christ only if we have the word if you're not having the word you can't call yourself the body you're some somebody else is body you can fellowship with the news channel all week and you'll become a news channel. Do you understand? You'll become a walking body of the news channel because you're listening to those words. And that words are getting into you and you're manifesting an inferior light. 
But if you can allow God's word to fill your mind, if you allow God's word to fill your mind, you're a new creation, ladies and gentlemen. God is looking at you and me to create the future kingdom. He's looking at you and me to create the future. He hasn't left his throne. <laughs> we pray, God, deliver me. <laughs> he said, I've already delivered you 2,000 years ago. It's time for you to take your place. It's time for you to stand up and understand that you can fight for so long alone. But when you come into this place, when you come into the body, you're one light of many lights. The church of Jesus Christ is meant to be the city on a hill, not an individual. Let me explain something to you. Jesus says, let your light so shine before men so they may see your good works and give your father glory. It's not about you. It's about you doing the good work. You know what is a good work? Overcoming darkness is your good work. In every sphere of your life, overcoming darkness. When, when the enemy fills lies into your mind, overcome darkness with the word. It's a good work. It's a good work. And when you have done good work, ladies and gentlemen, your light, please listen to me very, very carefully. And people who love ministry, people who want to be in ministry, people who, who, who love healing the sick, casting out demons, doing all the works of ministry, listen to me very carefully. Stop promoting yourself. If you want to be a successful businessman, stop, stop promoting yourself. Allow the light to reveal your good work. Do you understand? Stop looking for people to say, Well, John, you did a great job today. I came here knowing that I was going to do a good job because he told me. Not because, not because I'm looking for appreciation from an encouragement from people. We've so long, we've been looking for man to give us opportunity. Looking for, for, for people to say, well, well, good, good boy. Well done, well done. Wow, what, a, what an awesome worship leader. In this church, we don't do that. And the reason why is because everything that we do, when Jesus sheds his light on us, people look at the work and give your father glory. So how much of your life, how much of the work that you've done, can you say God has taken the glory? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you get it. This is not just only in ministry, this is every sphere of your life. If you are going out and you, and you uh, gave money to a person at a petrol station and you came to the pastor, pastor, <laughs> I did a good thing. I give money. I heal the sick, pastor. Ah, wow, awesome, man. I'm telling you, your, your, your pastor's like 
man, you're a man of God, awesome. And you walked away and you're like, wow, I'm a man of God. Not realizing that you did nothing. <laughs> it was the word in you that healed the sick. It was the word in you that cast out the demon. It was the word in you that led worship. It was the word in you that preached. It was the word in you that did everything. Listen, this church doesn't exist because of John and Kelsey. This church exists because of the word. <laughs> I'm totally okay if you, if you give my father glory. If you, let me tell you something. Oh, can I tell you something? Some, one more. I'm so excited about the word. I love the word. Jesus says, hey, when you do something good, don't let your left hand know what your right hand. Right? And when you go out and pray and you're fasting, just don't, in my language, just don't tell anybody. Okay? You know why? Because your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. But here's the thing though Here's the beauty in what Jesus says If somebody gives you a reward here There's nothing for you in eternal life I would I would be absolutely okay Absolutely fine If you Never come to me And ever tell me that I did a good job I am Absolutely fine I am absolutely fine Because you know what as he sheds his light upon every work that I've ever done in my life. Please don't clap. It's absolutely fine. Everything that they say, Father, you are so good. That you can change a man like John. <laughs> like John? <laughs> it's phenomenal. That you can take someone like him and make him who he is today. Only you can do that, Father. You know what you've done? You've taken a crown. And you've said, John, I've invested into eternal life. You know what you've done? You've taken glory. You've taken glory that is natural. And you've invested it into John's life, into eternal life. Not in heaven, eternal life. Because the Father, how does the Father see in secret? Unless you give Him glory in secret. Do you understand? I'm not saying, whoa, I'm walking out of this church and I'm going, wow, God, you know, I did a good job. <laughs> it's only by your glory. It's only for your glory. That's not, that's not me giving God glory. It's, it's, it's not the right way of doing it. But you can go to God and say, thank you for John. Thank you for Kelsey. Thank you for Sam and Sheena. Thank you for my life coaches. Thank you for their heads. Thank you, Father, that the wisdom that is on their life can only come from you. Thank you for, for, for the parents. Thank you. You know, kids, you, you, wanna, you, wanna, you want your parents to change? Here's how you do it. Huh? So into eternal life. Glory. Honor. Immortality. When you start sowing into eternal life, now your parents start reaping. Don't say, I wish that you would live long actually sow life into eternal life. Sow their life into eternal life and say, God, I give you glory for my parents. I give you glory for my pastors. I give you glory for the leaders in the church. I give you glory for the, for the body of Christ. What you're doing is you're changing the atmosphere. You're changing, you're creating. Now God looks at you and he says, wow, 
I have shed light on somebody's life. And as a co-creator, you've recognized it. You've not recognized their junk, but you've recognized me. When you recognize me, now I will promote you. Now I will lift you up. I will give you glory so that you can give more glory to them. I would love for us as a church, really love for us as a church, as a people of God, to stop selling ourselves. Just stop it. Don't try to promote yourself. Just allow the word of God. Trust me, you know, this church grew without any advertising. <laughs> All of you came into this room because God brought you here. How many of you could say, I came to you personally and said, come to my church? No one. You know why? Because I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm too busy doing what God has called me. I'm too busy being the light. I would encourage you to join with me and get too busy being the light and stop looking for recognition for man. Stop looking for the applause of man. Stop looking for, for, for somebody to say, good job. <laughs> wow, this setup was phenomenal. No, it wasn't. Phenomenal is in heaven. Because God, when God creates something, He creates it without flaws. We're still getting there. But we like our ego stroked. That's why. We want people to tell us good things. Pastor, can you spend time with me? Why? So that I feel like I'm a part of your church. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you a scripture for that. <laughs> if you are in the light, as he is in the light, we fellowship with one another. So my suggestion is to come into the light. And then you'll fellowship with me. I'm not saying that I don't want to hang out with you. I'm not saying that I love people. We give ourselves to people. But I'm saying that desire, that I'll only feel loved if he spends time with me, it needs to die. That's not from God. In fact, your desire should be to spend time with God. I would love for you to spend time with God. Actually, I pray for you to spend time with God. Come on. Spend time because He will change your life. He will change your life. You know, it's becoming uncomfortable in church to listen to the word. Because so much of truth. <laughs> it's exposing me. It's exposing that sensitive side of me. You can't scream. Can't say your jokes, Pastor. <laughs> Who told you that? If you come, like I was, I was sharing it with somebody in our, in our church. I said, my goal is to not be myself on stage. My goal is to be Christ. And your goal is to not see John. Your goal is to see Christ. 
But if you're in the light, as I am in the light, we're in a good place. Let's stand. You did good.